This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reset, episode number 25. I'm your host, David McCabe. Welcome back, I say, because it has been a while. Sorry about that, but life has kind of taken over, and I'm going to talk about that and a community update near the end of the show. So community update, I mean, a little bit of info about the site, about something we call Meetup. So Meetup 2017 has been announced. There's no real hard details, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But I do want to get into the podcast, get rolling, and not talk about a whole lot of community stuff. But if you're into that, check at the end of the show, and I will talk all about that. Got a lot of talk to talk about there. So if you like this podcast, and if, if you're okay with me putting out just one in May, I apologize for that, but please go rate it on iTunes. That really does help. If you get worth out of it, please go out to Patreon, patreon.com slash David McCabe. And I need to give a big shout out to Gavin Campbell. He is uh, our latest Patreon and MB Gilbertson. He raised his pledge. He is a Patreon as well. Now, I'm going to get those stickers out to these guys. But if, if you're a patron and you haven't received a sticker, it's because I haven't got your address. Please PM me in the Patreon app. You can send a little message via that thing, and I will send you out a reset sticker. You can put that on your laptop or your dog or your kids or whatever you want to do. But I'd love to get those stickers out to you. And if I've missed you and you've sent me something, please send send it to me again. I I got tons of stickers sitting here. I'm gonna get them in your hands. If you want a sticker, please go out to Patreon. Even a one dollar pledge will get you the beautiful reset sticker. So please do that. It's awesome. Okay, I want to jump right into it. Now, I've been doing, I've had a lot going on lately, but I've been getting out some videos. So I've got a pool going into my backyard. My backyard is a mess. I mean, it is dirt, mud, yuck. But there's a pool back there, but I can't get into it because it's not finished yet. But I've been documenting this process via YouTube, not necessarily for like, hey, I'm going to be the next vlogging star with a bazillion watches or anything like that. Most of all, I'm putting these videos together and then I'm throwing them on my server. My kids get to watch them and they have fun looking at that and sharing it with family too on Facebook and what and, and whatnot. So but I'm putting it on YouTube because it is kind of interesting. I did a I did a time lapse of the like the entire day where they dug the pool out and then they dropped it in. It's a fiberglass like drop in pool, sixteen foot wide. 40 feet long. It's a very large bathtub of a pool. And so I am recording that and putting it on YouTube and been super busy with that. But in the future, when we have we have a little pool house going in, a pool house like a covered area with a little bathroom and things. And I'm gonna put a TV out there and you know some Wi-Fi and some sound gear and stuff. So I'm I'm calling it pool tech. And we're gonna be going over that in detail, kind of more when that time comes, right? I also put a thread about that in the forums, and you can find that out there at it's reset forums over at homeservershow.com. So you can look at that. I'm not going to talk about it a whole. Well, I'm going to talk about it on the on the podcast, especially when the text starts dropping in. But those videos kind of speak for themselves. If you kind of want to get out there and look at those. Now we had a real big happening here a couple of weeks ago on uh, the reset forums, and that was the HP microserver. Generation 10 server was announced at HP's big event in Vegas. They get they get together every year and, and talk about storage and cloud and infrastructure and all that kind of good stuff. And Gen 10 got announced. Now, lucky for you and for the uh, Home Server Show crowd and Reset Forum crowd, two of those servers are within our grasp. John Stutzman, known by Joe Miner in the forums, 
and Mr. Kevin Schoonover, known as Schoon Doggy. You guys know those guys if, you, uh, if you're out there in the forums. They both have a Gen 10 server. Now, granted, it's a beta box, but it, it looks pretty well baked compared to some of the, the photos out there. And this brand new Gen 10, HP says, starts less than $399. Now, I don't know really what starting less than $399. Why don't they just say starting at $399? So starting less than $399 would be, what, $398.99, possibly? Okay, I don't understand that, but it looks like a really good server. Now, it is also, I mean, it's causing a stir. It really is, because the server guys want all that infrastructure stuff, right? And upgradability and the ability to rip apart and tear in new, put in new CPUs and stuff like that. But the Gen 10 kind of has moved away from that. I believe, don't, don't quote me on this, go out in the forums and check. I believe the CPU soldered in, so you can't swap that out anymore. And a lot of the chat out there from you storage guys is a lot about upgrading that Gen 8 box. So but the Gen 8 box is still out there, don't get me wrong. The Gen 10 does not have ILO, so that's called... What's that called, guys? Integrated Lights Out? Something like that? I can't remember what it is. It stands for something like Lights Out. And uh, it's their management chip that goes in there. The HP and the Enthusiast crowd love that thing. But Gen 10 doesn't have it. But $399 starting with a Gen 10. I mean, we, I'm talking a Plex box right here. No OS. It comes with a an OS called Clear OS. And I, I guess that's a Linux variant. And that has... Its own app store, it has Plex, it has a VPN server. It looks like you can make this thing jump through some hoops. I think it's going to be a pretty exciting box. And I'm looking forward to more and more reviews and chat about it from uh, Schoondoggy and Joe Miner as they're out there in the forums talking about this thing. Now, there's a lot of posts out there about this. There's a lot of posts. And I understand sometimes if you're in the forums, you don't want to hear about microservers. So... Stay tuned for the community update. We'll talk a little bit about that and how we're kind of working around, you know, super hyper popular topics at the time if you're just kind of rounded in in tech and want to be out there in the forums. I'll talk a little bit about that. One of those topics is super popular and I really enjoy it, but it's Wi-Fi. And there's a whole lot going on in the Wi-Fi spectrum lately. I know we've been doing this for a year and it just keeps going and going. Now, for starters, Netgear has the Orbi product, and this is a pretty high-powerful Wi-Fi system and mesh routing system, and they have announced some new gear. I got my hands on, it's called the RBW30 Add-On Satellite. Now, it's a whole lot of words for, hey, this thing just plugs into the wall, and it meshes into your existing Orbi system, and serves out another, what, 1,000 to 1,500 square feet of signal. Now, this thing is, it was super easy to set up, and that's all it is. It is just a little, it looks like an air freshener, a pretty thick, big air freshener, but you plug it into your, your top outlet, and you can also have the bottom outlet to use as well. And it worked really good. I, I roamed in and out of these products very easily. I mean, super, super easy. So it's a really nice product. I've got a video on uh, YouTube and I've got that in the forums as well. And I'll put that link in the forums or I mean, uh, in the in the show notes so you can take a look at that. I'm sorry, I'm reading and pasting and doing all this at once, but really nice little add-on, but that's not it. <clears throat> They've got a ton of gear for you to get into the Orbi ecosystem if you need to get into it. One thing is, let's say take a house like mine, which is uh, fairly large. The base package of the Orbi didn't quite cover everything. I needed some of these little add-ons, which that's nice. It covers an extra 1,500 square feet. It's the AC2200 product or or Wi-Fi, and you can seamlessly roam in between those. Well, they've also got if you have, let's say you have a smaller house, you don't need those two huge Orbi 
uh, the main router and the satellite, they have a new package of just the router and this little RBW30. So you have a, a dead spot in your house, uh, a room, let's say you have just a first floor kind of house, a ranch, and you got one end of the house that doesn't work, boom, you put this RBW30 in and you're good to go. So really nice product and really easy to use. Asterix, caveat, it's easy to use. It has a good, what I would say, a good web browser app. You know, your typical your typical router where, you know, Netgear's, Netgear's old. It's, it's stuck in those old days with, with a web login and all the, all the details you need to run that system are right there in the, in the web login. Great. But the app, the app stinks. I mean, it's, it's not even good. It stinks so bad. Uh, and I, I've told them that, and I think they know that, and I'm pretty sure they're working on it, but man, they need to get this app finished and into our hands because it's it's just not good the reason is is it always gets compared to you know for one eero it gets compared to eero you know luma has a good app i think even linksys and other kind of vendors have good apps but poor neck here they just don't have a good app the web app is great i mean you can do anything with that thing just not their just not their mobile app so I did say Eero. Eero has some new gear, and we need to talk about that too. Eero dropped an announcement with brand new hardware, a second generation of mesh gear that also works with first generation, but it adds some hardware. It too adds the little access point that you just plug into the socket and it meshes up. It doesn't have an ethernet and that's it. But the Eero has a nightlight. That's kind of cool. So they're thinking, hey, you're going to put this in a hallway, maybe a kid's room. I, I, I get the hallway thing. I, I can see where that would work in, in parts of my home. But the second generation is, I mean, these guys look on paper. They've knocked it out of the park. It's the same design, the same footprint as first gen gear, but twice as powerful. They say it's going to double the speed of its predecessor and it's going to tri-band. That's pretty good. That is going to be pretty good. It still has the two Ethernet ports on the back. One goes to your cable modem. The other one goes to uh, your switch or a hardware device. You put all the, um, all the mesh points all over the house and boom, you're done. So the little plug-in device is called Eero Beacon. Not Bacon, but Beacon. And they say it's even more powerful than first-generation Eero. And that just makes the first-gen guys just... It makes me just like, oh, I'm so super jelly. I mean, so jealous of this thing. But they're supposed to be doing a firmware update to first-gen Eero owners that you're going to have the same software experience. You're just not going to have the same coverage experience, right? So I needed six Eros to paint my home and probably even a couple more. Well, with the new second gen, you're not going to need that many devices. You're, they, have, they have higher power. They have better bandwidth. So it's going to penetrate walls and it's going to give you better coverage, now, what Eero did say is you can buy a second generation Eero and use it like, let's say you use it as your router, your main device, like that's in the middle of your, of your house, right? That's where I'm, I'm putting mine now. I've wired everything to the middle of my house where my cable modem is and my first, my first access point slash router is right there. So that big one covers tons of square feet. And then you can put your first generation arrows and just dot them around your house. And if you have a, a hard to reach spot with a plug but no ethernet, you can use the Eero beacon with its little LED nightlight and you can do that. So, okay. If that's not enough, they've got a subscription service called Eero Plus. Now, this is kind of what we think when we got the Luma product, when it had child safe stuff and uh, it, you know, it's going to 
zap the phishing and the ransomware and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is all on paper, guys. I haven't, I haven't seen this. So, but they're going to have it. I would expect that it's going to be pretty typical of that that experience of keeping you safe, keeping your family safe, filter out illegal, violent content, uh, adult content, parent, parental controls. You know, kind of watchdog type product. Okay, now here's the sad part about it. It's ten bucks a month. Or hundred bucks a year, so you get the first month of Eero Plus free. So I guess you would get what thirteen months for ninety nine bucks. You figure it out. I don't do math, but it's still a little expensive to me. I'm thinking five bucks a month. Yeah, I'm all over it. Fifty bucks a year. Yeah, I'm buying it without even thinking about it. I probably don't even own this stuff, and I'd buy it right. Eero Plus is also going to be available to Gen 1 customers as well. And that's that's pretty huge. I hope I I'm 99.9% sure about that. If I if I'm in the point 1, please uh, please knock me back down a notch. It's also got some more stuff to it. I know, how could you put more stuff into this, right? If have you heard of a, a home automation protocol called Thread yeah, some of you are not in your head. You automation guys have heard about it. Anybody, if you're not doing automation, you haven't heard about it, right? But this is, it's, it's a protocol that was supposed to take off and kind of be the protocol, right? It was supposed to be better than Zigbee, better than Z-Wave. And it's in the Eero. It's there. So you can do, you can connect all those little sensors that are thread enabled. Okay, now I've got a lot of home automation gear, and I don't think I have a single thread sensor. So this is going to take a little bit of research on my behalf. I don't want to give you any bogus information about this, but it's thread enabled. And thread is like a mesh home automation protocol, right? You know, Zigbee and Z-Wave are in a sense as well. Anything that's powered can be a, a jumping point. It can it can jump from power device to device. A lot of those devices, however, are not powered, where like they're like a door sensor. It has a battery. Well, that that can't be a beacon. That can't be a mesh device for the for the protocol, which is understandable to save the battery. So we're gonna get into that. And I forget when this thing comes out. It is like it's within days, right? It's somewhere June-ish, end of June. The thing's coming out. So if you are on board to get this or you pre-ordered, please jump in the forums. They said they would get me a review device, but I'm sure they're getting bombarded by websites for reviews. And I don't know if our numbers dictate we would be first in line to get such device. And I didn't order one yet. I... My budget is super, super tight these days. I am not buying and uh, buying and reviewing gear like I used to, but super tight. Okay, how much does it cost, Dave? One Eero, this is Gen 2, and a Beacon, that little plug-in device, $299. That's going to cover a lot of house, guys, $299, okay? One Eero, two Beacons, $399. Now, go three Gen 2 Eero systems, $500. They're calling that Pro Wi-Fi. This is Pro Eero. 500 bucks, you get the three. That's where we were one year ago, a year and a half ago, actually, when we were pre-ordering these things. Actually, we were pre-ordering for $399 for three, and the regular price went up to 500 bucks. So it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap. Single Eeros will be $199. The Beacon will be $149. So, a single Eero you could buy for $199 and run as your router. That's kind of the, I'm, what I'm thinking I want to do. Now, my problem is I've got an outdoor area I need to paint with Wi-Fi, and I'm kind of freaking out on how I'm going to do that and get it to mesh. I may not mesh it at all. I may just go with some kind of ubiquity outdoor product and paint the crap out of the pool with Wi-Fi. I may heat the pool with Wi-Fi. I may try that. Yep, I may try that. Radiate my children and all their buddies. (laughs) 
But uh, I want good, strong Wi-Fi out there. But yes, Eero is expensive. Ships June 2017. I'm reading through the uh, notes here. Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, Targo, Targo, Target, Eero.com. That's where you can get that stuff. So there's a nice write-up in the forums where I put some pictures and whatnot, and I will put that out there for you to look at. Google is still peddling their Wi-Fi system, and they just had a sale on a three-pack. And I just want to know if any of you guys are still using the Google Wi-Fi product. Now, I'm trying to find the post that I put out there with the sale. And I did ask a question, is anybody still using Google Wi-Fi? I would like to know that. And I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the price. It was like, it was pretty cheap, two sixty nine on Amazon for uh, the three pack. Let me see if that's still available. Yeah, I'm seeing it. It's regularly two ninety nine, and it's now two sixty nine ninety nine. Free shipping. Prime looks like. Sorry about that. P Prime is. I can get it on Sunday. I'm recording this on Friday, so pretty good. One pack is. 115 bucks. That's not bad for a single if this thing works. Now, the last time I heard is that it didn't have Ethernet backhaul. And I'm kind of curious from you guys to chat with you to see if it has Ethernet backhaul. Now, if you're like me, you're a little bit leery of buying a first gen anything, right? I mean, just look. Look what Eero just did. If you could have waited a year, year and a half from from announcement, then Gen 2 is, I mean, it's lights out. It's a lights out product. Look at Eero. I mean, Orbi. Their Gen 2, you know, pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid offering. So let me know. I mean, Google scares scares me even more because they've, they, they've also got the Google Home and they've got this Google Wi-Fi. They could get it all into one kind of device. That would be fantastic. I mean, I I would seriously look at going back to Google Home from the product from Amazon, who shall not be named because she will order things, and I try not to say her name. But speaking of, she shall who not shall be named. <laughs> what, what What's her name? A-L-E-X-A. She is coming, guys. She is coming on strong. Now, the new product, actually, there's a couple of new products. What, what's the new one called? Echo Show? Can I say Echo and not get in trouble with you guys? Well, I hope so. That one is released on June 28th. I have one on order. Don't tell the missus, but I ordered it on her credit card, so I didn't order it on the business card. We're going to have to write that one off. $229. Uh, fast and free shipping, of course, from Amazon.com. Released on June 28th. It's got the little screen in it. Hopefully, it's got a good speaker because now that Apple has released their HomePod, I think it is, HomePod, now that they've released theirs, which sounds tremendously good, according to the people who have listened to it, Apple is under the microscope. I mean, Amazon is under the microscope to get something That sounds good. Now, in my post, I posted out uh, on the site that I think the reason it has such a large footprint and looks kind of ugly, Amazon, is because it will sound good. I do believe it's going to sound good, but this thing has a screen on it, guys. I mean, come on. This is going to be fantastic. I mean, this is going to be good. I can't wait to unbox this. I will get a YouTube out as soon as I humanly possibly can on June 28. Be watching Twitter and be watching my YouTube channel because I'm going I'm going to be blasting it. Let's see June 28. Holy cow, it's next Wednesday. So, what I do on days like this is I have the studio ready, lights on, camera buzzing, SD card ready computer ready. I mean, everything is ready for that box to arrive. And I sit on the curb from 8 a.m. until it arrives. No, not really. But 
I'm thinking about putting a camera on the UPS guy and getting a like a motion detection thing going on. So I am I'm super stoked about this because we love our ALEXA devices in this home and we have many. Now, speaking of, I have a lot of reviews to get rolling through. And one of those reviews is a, a handy add-on device for the Echo Dot, the little one. I need to get that rolling. I also have some cameras to show you uh, under review. And I've got some LED lighting to show you under review. So I've got a lot of things that are waiting on the old review process and unboxing process. I've been so busy with uh, community things that I'll share with you here in a little bit that I haven't been able to get to those. And so those are just going to fly out soon, hopefully soon. Now, a couple of episodes ago, I talked to you about uh, a guy who was switching from Apple to uh, Windows. Now, that's kind of a big deal when a large celebrity type photographer guy, creative type, makes such a bold statement on his blog and his personal life that he's, you know, moving platforms because it it's huge. It really is for a creative type uh, to do that. Now, I'll try to get some links for you in these show notes, but I wanted to talk to you about like creative software. We talked I talked about this to you about a product from MacFun. That's M A C P H U N. They have a product called Aurora HDR. Now that program is coming to Windows. And this guy, Trey Radcliffe, a big, huge HDR photographer out there in the space. All you photo guys, you know, you know about this guy, Trey Radcliffe. Trey Radcliffe. But Aurora HDR is coming to Windows, which is kind of a big deal. It's a really nice piece of software. I own it on Mac. I know. Boo but I do own it there, and I will no doubt own it on Windows. It is that cool of a piece of software. They've also, MacFun and Trey Ratcliffe also have some like tuning software that is easier for folks like me that I'm not, I'm not your Lightroom kind of guy. I don't know what those, those histogram pictures of all the little colors that looks kind of bar graphy digital i don't know what that is i don't i just know what i like to look at and i know when i put a picture in i can improve it with these these softwares it's uh what's the one i'm using i have a photography thing here no not that it's called well aurora hdr is the first one but it's called luminar so luminar is an app i use as well now, there's another piece of software I want to share with you, and I saw this tweeted out by Alaskan Jackson. Joel, out there on Twitter, tweeted out a program called, let's see what it's called, Polar, Polar 4, P-O-L-A-R-R. I will put that link in the show notes, but it's a photo editor available for Windows 10, Mac, Chrome, and online. So, I've never used this before. And they've also got an Android app and an iOS app. So this looks kind of cool. I'm going to take a look at this. And if you are like a hobbyist and a photo guy or, you know, hey, drone pilots. Drone pilots need this kind of stuff in order to get the best out of their photos and their videos. So take a look at this. I'll put the link in the show notes. So big thank you to Joel for, hey, just being just being on Twitter, man. This is good stuff. So. I'm circling back to Trey Ratcliffe. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, His website, Stuck in Customs. He's got an article which he wrote. Uh, It's about switching from Mac to Windows. I I think you'll find it interesting. All my Windows 10 fans and Windows insiders, I think you'll find this interesting. Go read it. It's really kind of cool. All right, now I want to kind of circle back once again. Man, I'm taking you in all kinds of circles. A couple of things that we didn't really... We didn't get really into this Apple HomePod thing. And this is a big deal. This is a big deal of a product because it's Apple folks and they're just going to improve and improve and improve on that product. Once they enter a market, they're going to try to dominate it, right? So right now they're entering with sound quality. That's that's what they're doing. They're 
Their crosshairs are on Sonos for sure. And they're on Amazon. They want Siri to be that go-to voice recognition service in your home. Now, it's not there yet, but even even the Amazon product has its moments where it, it has troubles. We, we have our troubles with it, but it really works well. We like it. I mean, it does timers better than nobody's business, right? And now you can say, hey, keyword, set a pizza timer for 15 minutes. So you bake your pizza in the oven. And when she goes off with her alarm, she'll say pizza timer is done, you know, or something like that. It's pretty neat. Now, the Apple product is a multi-room product, which is important because people want that. Gone are the days of buying those multi-thousand dollar speaker systems, volume knob controls, wiring, and all that garbage. Gone. Gone, gone, gone. And, And good. It's good to be gone, right? I have an Echo Dot hooked up to my system. And I... You know, multi-thousand dollars worth of planned equipment being driven by a $49 streaming product. And it works beautifully. (laughs) You know, it's multi-room. It works great. But they've got, Apple's got this new thing called AirPlay 2, where you can push things to the Apple TV. You can push things to the new HomePod, which, by the way, this thing is not out until December. So... Everybody's got a lot of room to move. I'm looking at you, Amazon. You need a beautiful, good-sounding, great-sounding multi-room product for Christmas. Amazon, you need to get moving on this. It needs to be multi-room. It's got to be done. I love the screen, but it's got to be done. I'm not even going to talk about their, what is it, that look It's the little camera thing you're supposed to put in your dressing room and take pictures of your sweaters every day. Not going to do it. I don't don't like that product. Uh, I'm not going to buy it. I don't need to know which shorts I wore with which shirt, guys. I'm sure you don't need to know either. Minecraft shirts go with everything. End it. All right? Back to storage. This started out as a storage podcast in 2008, and I am still struggling with home storage. Right now, I'm struggling with, let's see, Amazon Cloud, Amazon Cloud Drive has canceled, What? Are, yeah, canceled their unlimited storage plan. Sent me an email, said you can choose to keep your existing unlimited plan through the end of your current subscription, but we're going to cancel that and Fling your th- photos into the into the air, and hopefully you catch them. But you can go to an annual storage plan of 100 gig for 12 bucks a year, or 60 bucks a year. You can get one terabyte. That's not bad. I mean, that's honestly that's not bad. 60 bucks a year for one terabyte, and you can go up to 30 terabytes. By the way, if you if you need more of the TBs, you can get that. So I need to re-look at that to see what in the heck is going to happen and what, what do I need to do with Amazon. But you know what? When these things happen, when your plan changes and the market moves, it's time to look at what you're doing. It's time for me to look at what I'm doing in the cloud space. Because I recently had you know an issue with trying to find a photo and I had trouble, trouble doing so. So here, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm. it's in my mind. Okay, I'm going to look at it. That's about how fast I move. I'm going to take a look at the current trend of the market. But what I'm thinking is I honestly think I may migrate away from Amazon and OneDrive. Yes, OneDrive. I mean, I am back to what? The 5 gig plan, I think. And... Unless you're an Office 365 subscriber, you're not going to get the big, big chunks of data that you need. I think it's a one terabyte, isn't it? You can correct me if I'm wrong. We can talk about this in the forums. Because I need to know what you're doing as well. I want to know what your cloud 
options are for you because we've been talking about it. We've been out in the forums and honestly, we've talked about Synology. Synology has a cloud product. They're testing it. There is something on that. I will put that in the show notes. Google Drive is saying, well, The Verge is saying Google Drive is going to do a backup tool. So you can back up your entire computer, right? Also, someone mentioned out in the forums that there's a Synology NAS hosting service. Yeah, they host a NAS in the cloud for you to use. Now, I don't know if this is shared or not. It would be kind of creepy if it was shared, but you can... Let's see. I, I can't even... Most popular pricing is starts at $59. And maximum disk capacity is 108 terabytes. Now, that doesn't mean... I don't know what that means. Let's click on this. Okay. Let's click on the cheap one. Private NAS, $29 a month. Oh, look at this. This is like getting a hosting product from GoDaddy. It's just like upgrade, 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 upgrade. Do you want surveillance licenses? Do you want this? Okay, let's let's do this. Cheap. We're going to do the cheapest you can possibly get. Two one terabyte drives. And that those are going to be rated, right? So you're going to have uh, one terabytes. Just default, 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 default. $29 a month, $59 setup fee. And you can place this thing in Jersey, Amsterdam, or London. Not too bad. Not too bad. Let's get some more horsepower. Let's go to the Atom dual core, one gigabyte of RAM. And let's go with two six terabyte drives so we got a we got a Haas little device here and we're just going to do uh shr synology hybrid raid which works guys it's just it's mirroring it's just fancy mirroring that is a hundred and eight dollars a month that's pretty that's pretty expensive but you've got a nas in the cloud right it's not that you just don't have a drive target to upload files to you've got the complete synology box there you can run anything you want on that you can run plex on it i guess i I don't know but you can run your camera licenses it's a box just you just log into your box so um, i I don't know how how, what i think about that i'm never going to use that i'm gonna i want the box in my possession but it's it's different right it's thinking kind of out of the box you know god bless them maybe they'll do They'll, I, they've been running for a long time, these guys, and uh, from what I heard, and I had no idea they were out there. No idea. So I'm honestly going to kind of look at maybe going with a Google solution. I know a lot of you guys just really don't like Google. You don't trust Google, but there's the same amount of people that say that about Amazon about Apple, about Microsoft, you know, you gotta you gotta put your cookies in somebody's cookie jar, right? And hopefully somebody else doesn't come along and, and take those cookies. But you've gotta you've gotta trust somebody. And I'm gonna be taking a look at my cloud plans and see what I can do to kind of uh, clean up. I gotta clean up. I gotta clean up my cloud, kids. Okay. I wanna get out of here, but I want to talk about the Harmony remote. I bought it's, I don't even remember what it's called. It's the little black remote. It has a little hub, and it's RF in between those, and the hub shoots the IR. I'll try to find the remote on Amazon or something and share, and share it with you in the show notes. But it was like 100 something dollars. I bought it for my wife for, uh, for Christmas, or maybe her birthday. It's like buying your wife a bowling ball or a fishing pole, right? It's like, here you go, honey. Hey, can I borrow that? <laughs> but, okay, so I, I gave about five or six minutes of setup time to this device back in December of 2016. And I couldn't get it going within that five or six minutes of precious time I allotted it. So I called it garbage, set it down, never used it again. Well, I've got tired of having 17 remotes. And the wife said, are you ever going to fix that remote? I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it by God. And I sat down and I put several hours of work into it and I've got it running. And 
I'm just going to say, OMG, it works. This thing is really freaking awesome. Now, it has its limitations, right? Every single remote that you own has tons of buttons and tons of special little buttons that you get used to. Well, this one has issues because it can't do it all. It doesn't have a billion buttons. But let me let me run down what I'm doing here in case you're curious about doing this in your own home. I have a Samsung smart TV. It's older than the smart TV. It's It's old, right? So I don't use the smarts on it. But I have a Roku 4, which is also a mini oven, which if you put it in an enclosed space, I would never recommend a Roku 4. And Roku 3 maybe in the new ones, but not a Roku 4. But it, it still works. Roku 4. I also have a Media Center PC. It's, it's an HP uh, PC with an IR blaster in it. And let's see, that's, no, I have a, uh, a sound bar. I think it's a Philips sound bar. And that's hooked into the TV. So all of that stuff works really well together. Now, this has been going on for probably two weeks, and it has gotten out of sync once. That's it, once. I would, I would assume that I would be called into the living room many more times to fix things, and I have not. I tried to make it bulletproof. Here's how, you, here's how bulletproof it is. There's a row of buttons on the top that you can assign to functions. I've assigned one to watch Roku. You hit it, the TV comes on, goes to HDMI X, and the Roku is on and goes to Netflix. I don't even want the menu. I just want it right into Netflix. Just I want to save button pushes. That's why I don't want to over, 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 down, down, down button. No, just go straight to Netflix. Now, I talked about this in the forums. I say this a lot, don't I? But I do document things like this. And I asked for some help. And I did get some help. And someone said, hey, you can program the remote to not turn things off when you do the off routine. So that's what I did. I, I don't want my micro or my uh, media center PC to go to sleep or, or to go off, right? So I told it, don't turn it off. And honestly, I don't like the Roku 4 being turned off either. Either, I just want it to be on when I need it, be there. And things happen fast that way. So that's good. So I hit that button, Netflix comes on, it's perfect. And I have two other little assignment buttons in the, what I would call the PlayStation color buttons. Like I have a red and a green. Red I have assigned to Netflix. Green I have assigned to Amazon video service, Prime, Amazon Prime video service. So if you turn on the TV, it goes to the Netflix service. Well, usually you would have to grab the Roku button, hit the home button, or go back, go into the menu, slide over, hit Amazon, and hit OK. No more. You just hit the green button, and it goes to, it goes straight to Amazon. Now, I'm not talking about green button like a media center remote, guys, not, not the green button. But you can program one of those too. So you hit the green button, it goes to Amazon Video. If you're in Amazon Video, you want the Netflix, you hit the red button. It goes back to it goes back to Netflix. No menuing involved. You don't have to hit back or home and then down and over and okay. None. You just hit one button. You can also hit a programmed button to go straight to Media Center Edition. Boom. It changes the HDMI and it's it's ready to go. So now I'm probably telling 50% of you guys already know this because you've been using these Harmony remotes forever. Yes, I used one way back in the day, way back in the day I used one and it drove me absolutely mad with the software and it's come a long way. It has, it does so much and I know you know this, it does so much that it can get things wrong very quickly and you just may not be able to find something. Now, there are some issues with it. There are two ALEXA skill apps for this Harmony remote. Why? I don't know. Because it has got mine screwed up. I cannot tell ALEXA to turn off the TV. Because it goes, I'm sorry, you have two skills. 
that are listed as TV in your Harmony remote. So it doesn't know. So I've got to clean that up. And it doesn't have the fast forward skip 30 button is kind of reversed in my brain. So in my old remote, I had a skip 30 second button and I had a fast forward button. I'd hit the fast forward button, you know, four times and I could zip through to 15 minutes easy, right? Or you hit the skip 30 button and you could get through commercials by hitting that thing like five to seven times, right? Boom, you're done with commercials. Well, on the Harmony, it's kind of backwards. There's one button. You press it once and it gives you fast forward uh, slow, right? Is the, the first iteration of fast forward. If you do the long press, which is like press off, it's not really long press, but it's a longer press than a short press, then that skips 30. So you want to do that five times. I used to just hit it five times to get through the commercials. Bam, 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 bam. You just do it. Well, you can't with the harmony. You have to go one, two, three. And inevitably, in the middle of that, you're going to get it wrong and you're going to go into fast forward mode. And you hit it again and it's going to go into super fast forward mode. And you're going to hit play and it's going to give you the results of America's Got Talent, which you didn't want to know. You just wanted to go through the commercials. So it can be frustrating. I assume there's probably a way to work around that. I just have not found it yet. But I do want to put my kudos on the product because it is really, it's really sped up our remote control usage at the couch. And we have a bowl full of remotes and it just has one remote now instead of 14. And usually something's gotten lost. So it actually works really well. Very happy with it. So I'm giving that a a reset OMG. I think I finally got it. All right. I feel like I've been talking forever, really just 46 minutes, but that's forever for a reset podcast. So I'm going to go into community updates now. Yes, I have not podcasted in a long time. As a podcaster, you're not supposed to apologize, but I think I need to apologize. It's been a month since I've done this, but I've been working in the homeservershow.com forums like a madman. I don't, it, if, if you guys work on the web with this stuff and domains and SEO, then you get it, right? It, it, it's, it's difficult at times. It, it can be difficult. So what I'm trying to do is reduce the time that I spend weekly on this stuff. So, yes, I've been working since September on this move, and it's finally coming to the end, but I used to, I've got a a virtual private server where I can bring up any flavor of server I want instantly. I can pull up a WordPress instance and have a WordPress site going in a flash. I can do that, and I used to do that. I'm like, oh, I got an idea, boom, here's a website, And, and I'm tired of that. I'm tired of having a bazillion sites and maintaining them. And I'm for better or for worse. I don't know if this is the right answer. I really don't, but I am reducing my sites down to one. Here was the original plan. Take Surface Geeks forums, take home automation forums, put them into homeservershow.com forums. Take the Surface Geeks blog, take the homeservershow.com blog, put it into a blog that lives in the forums. That way, commenters can comment on that post, a blog post, and it would still be a part of the forums. Now, that has been done. It's not pretty, but it's been done. So I I have a lot of cleanup to do, but the, the goal is to first get the data integrity, right? I'm trying to get the data integrity. Right now, I'm on the search engine optimization phase, which is such a pain in the arse end. It is such a pain, guys. So I'm trying to do redirects from from popular web pages on Surface Geeks and Home Server Show, redirecting those into the forums web, I mean the forums blog app, which out, outputs the URL differently than WordPress did. WordPress outputs it as pretty much anything you want, .htm, .html. The forums outputs it 
as PHP because it has code that goes and digs into a database and pulls back the information that you want and presents it to you. PHP code. So I'm mapping Surface Geek's final episode.html to Surface Geek's homeservershow.com slash Surface Geek's final episode.php. That has to be done with a 301 redirect, which tells Google, hey, this is a permanent mapping. Don't index over there anymore. Index over here. And don't don't gig me for having two two different sites with the same information, right? There's a whole bunch of crap going on. So I'm trying to do that. Also, I'm trying to redirect the entire site. So if you tap surfacegeeks.com slash forums, or if you have that in your bookmark somewhere and you click that, it will redirect you to homeservershow.com slash forums and you'll get that. So that's a mess in itself. Now, something I also did prior to doing this was initiate SSL. Initially, I was just going to do the login page. I'm just going to do the login page so the credentials you send back and forth are encrypted. And I, what I do is when I am presented with something like this, I ask, I ask the administrators, I ask the moderators, and I ask donators. So I ask the, the Patreon crowd, say, hey, what do you want? You want the login encrypted or do you want the whole site encrypted? Somebody said, hey, Dave, encrypt the whole site. I'm like, okay. I didn't even argue. I'm like, I'll do it. Let's do it. So the whole site is encrypted. So when you go to it, no matter if you type in HTTP, it will redirect you, once again, to the secure site, HTTPS, and it'll say secure in your bar. So that's cool. We like that. Okay, what else? I The next stage, what, what I was going to do is I was going to then move to a new URL. I was going to go to resetforums.com. And I've decided to push that off because I think that that's going to be too much for A, for me to handle, and for B, for longtime residents and people searching for home server show. It just has this, I don't know, home server show. You just People say it without even thinking about it. Hey, there's a link over on home server show. Go try that. So I'm going to leave it. It's going to be, Reset Forums, formerly HSS, right? The artist formerly known as Home Server Show, which is now Reset Forums. So I'm trying. I, I'm trying to be smart about it, but then again, I get into this mode where I'm like, the heck with it. We're going, and I'm pushing forward. And I did that the other day, and I I knocked the forum off for about like four hours. So I'm, I'm learning too. I'm not the greatest... Uh, web hosting uh, provider person. But I'm trying to get out of all these websites that I've created and get them over into one site. And that includes where the this podcast is hosted. I do believe I will have a new home for it as well. And I think it'll be reset.fm. But that will go somewhere that is not hosted by me. So perfect. I don't want to host it anymore. A lot for maintenance, a lot for security. WordPress gets poked at a lot for security. So I'm tired of having five of those that I have to mess with. No more, no more, no more, no more. It will look better. I will skin it. I'm going to provide you with a dark skin and a light skin. And you can choose whatever you would like. And you can look at the blog articles and you can look at the forum articles. And I'm trying to intermix those so they look nicely. And there'll be mobile stuff, there's automation. And I've been in the forums lately trying to tell people, hey, let's move this from help desk to conversations, right? I get a lot of guys that register and say, hey, I'm having trouble with my RAID 10 card. And someone, two or three people will give them answers and you never hear from them again. It's like, oh man, come on. You know, come back, give me conversation. Did it work? Did it not work? Did you improve it? What did you do? Tell us about your stuff. So if you're listening and you're a forums member, log in, create your picture so your picture can be seen on the forum. Make it look nice and then start a conversation. Pick a topic, pick a topic you like. Man, I'm telling you, the trending technology 
in the automations, the automation topics, and the mobile topics need your help. They do. They need people creating conversations. And that's something I love to do. I love to jump on there, <clears throat> excuse me, and just go back and forth and, and, and have a chat. Have a chat with you guys. It's fun. So do that. What is next is I am registering to be a developer for Apple and Android, and there will be an app. There will be an app just for the forums, and it's going to be cool. So you can have that on your phone. It'll be like Tapa Talk. If you use the Tapa Talk app, you know, you kind of know what I'm talking about, but the Reset Forums app will be just for Reset will be anything else bothering you in there. So you can get it and get it in there. So I think that'll be cool. I think that'll be cool. And something I'm going to do once I'm finished with this, now I've put this as a Patreon goal, and I really wish we could hit this Patreon goal. You don't understand how, how different the world is than it was two years ago with commission links and blocking ads and whatnot. It is. It really has taken its toll on the income that comes in that pays for the hosting that I do. But I'm going to motor on. That's why I created Patreon. So if you haven't donated to Patreon, man, it would really help me if you did. But one of the goals in there is to move the hosting site to RAID 10 SSD. It's going to cost more, but I'm going to do that Regardless if we hit the goal, I probably shouldn't tell you that because you're like, hey, Dave, why would I donate if you're just going to do it? Well, I want to do it just because that's what I do, right? I, that's what I do. I want to continually continue to improve what I've got started, and I want to put that on SSD. So I, I'm going to do it. I don't know when, but I want to do that. All right. I didn't talk Meetup. So Meetup has been announced for 2017, and it's going to be hashtag the best Meetup ever, but also hashtag last Meetup ever. So also, I'm looking for if anyone is interested in doing Meetups in different locations, I would be all over that. You know what I would like to do? I would like to meet up with you guys in Vegas for CES. I think that would be super cool. I meet up with like Richard Gunther and Josh Pollard and all the guys from Minnesota on uh, on Geekinated and all those guys used to come out there. We would have a blast. Richard Hay, me, him out there. It's, it's a fun time. Met up with uh, Brad Sams, Paul Therott, Ed Bott. You know, we have a good time. We used to, back in the home server show days, we would meet up with the We Got Served guys. Ian Dixon, Andrew Edney, all those guys. It was such a good time. You guys don't even understand how cool it is to meet all these bloggers all in one place. It is so cool. It is so cool. I would like to do that someday. I don't. We don't have to do it for CES 2018. I don't even know how I'm going to pay for CES 2018 yet. But I would like to do it someday. But back to Meetup 17. Meetup 17 Indianapolis, it's happening. I'm going to do it, and it's going to be the last meetup ever in Indianapolis. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't have one like at CES, but I know a lot of people are not going to be able to afford that. So you kind of have to be probably in the blogosphere and covering in order to do that. But maybe you live in the area. Maybe, you know. So you need to get to meetup 17. It's going to be a huge, big blowout. Now, the reason I am taking so long to announce this is I'm waiting on HP. What I want to bring to Meetup is that HP Gen 10. I want you to see it. I want you to touch it. And I don't have anything from HP yet. So I'm going to have to roll with a date. And I'm going to have to do that soon. So what I want you to do, there's a forms thread about Meetup 2017 in the Reset Forums. I want you to go there and tell me when you want Meetup. I'm looking at what we normally do, end of September. Now, I know a lot of you guys travel 
for Ignite, Microsoft's Ignite conference. I think it's, I put it in the post. I think it's in Orlando this year. I'm not sure. So I don't want to put it on the major Ignite weekend, but we could put it on the weekend after. We could also go early October. Guys, we could go early November if you wanted to. It's not that bad here in the Indy area. We could do that. Now, last year, we had someone from Great Britain, from from the London town area. We had someone out there reach out and come to Meetup 16. This year, we got to top that. By the way, I need you back. (laughs) If you came last year, I'm expecting you to come this year. I need you back. But this year, I want to reach out and see if we can't get a few folks. I want some bloggers from the West Coast and the East Coast to attend Meetup 17. But I also, I'm looking, I need, here's a couple of countries. How about Belgium? How about Germany? How about Australia? We need to make this the best Meetup ever. And I'm going to do my dangdest to make it the best meetup ever but i want you to start planning to attend i want you to get into that forums thread and tell me what you think would be good is is that a good time september to october maybe november we need to chat about it i want it to be i want it to be available for the most folks to attend now if everybody goes out there and says hey dave i've got a wedding on this weekend and i've got well i can't get a babysitter on this weekend and you know we're gonna break somebody's heart right because we're gonna have to pick a date so i hate you know i hate to put that out there that hey come tell me when you can and when you can't just I'm, i'm just looking for ideas what would be nice for you to do good weekends so Having said that, I think community update is over. If you don't know about meetups, and this is your first time to hear about meetups, please go to the Reset Forums. You can get to it by resetforums.com or homeservershow.com. Find the Meetup 17 thread and read about it. And there should be pictures. And anyone, my goal is, here's the goal with Meetup. And we've been doing this six, seven years in a row, I can't remember, a long time. My goal with Meetup is everyone that attends doesn't go home and say, eh, I didn't really need to go to that. I want you to go home and say, man, that was a good time. I would definitely do that again if I could. That's that's the goal. So we meet, we talk about gear, we talk about servers. Someone usually does a lights out kind of demonstration. Last year, John Biggs, which Jim Collison talked about in his last podcast, did a TV calibration right there in front of us. And it was my TV. Yes. And it looks so good. You have no idea. You have no idea what kind of cool thing is going to come out. The year before, uh, JetMech96, he brought his, um, what, what's that app? It's like Flight Tracker, Flight... Uh, what's that app, guys? Flight Radar 24. If you know about that app, that means you can look on the app and see all the airplanes anywhere in your area. One flies over, you can look at Flight Radar 24 and see what it was. Southwest route from Midway to Indy. Boom, there it was. He got he brought his beaconing equipment and set it up and showed it to us. I mean, it's just geek out tech fest. And you get, you're surrounded by hard drives and servers and tablets, and we do it in the Microsoft offices, so they have the latest Surface gear there for you to play with. We walk over to the Microsoft store, and they always do something fun for us, or they have a giveaway, they hand out t-shirts, and we eat good, and we have a general good geekery fun time. It's a good time, guys. I want you to try to make it this year to Meetup 17. And that's why I put this at the end of the podcast now. I don't want to turn anybody off that, that's listening to Reset for the tech and they don't get, all they get is 15 minutes of come to meet up. So we'll do it at the end of the podcast. So that way guys don't have to listen to it. All right, I like to do a what I'm reading and I definitely want to give you guys that waited this long for what I'm reading. 
And this week it's from Time. Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Sorry, that startup video scared me. It's The title's called How Microsoft is Stealing Apple's Cool Factor. Yeah, baby. You got to go read this. It is really, really cool read to see how Microsoft has kind of got their mojo back and where Apple is struggling. I mean, Apple is really struggling to keep their customers happy with the gear that they want. Mac Pro, Touch Bar. I mean, stumble after stumble after stumble. Read this. It is really good read. And um, hey, I'm going to try not to do a month between podcasts. I apologize for that, especially if you're a Patreon member. So what I've been doing for those Patreon members, and I'm going to start shipping some stuff out here soon, is I'm just hitting up Patreon members and, hey, do you want to review this? Hey, do you want to review that? And I got a couple of takers. Guys are going to get gear. They're going to look at it, and they're going to review it. And if you're interested in doing that, and helping me out with a small $1, $2. I'm not going to lie to you. The guys that do 5 to $10 a month, they have my ear, right? If they text me or they message me, I message back and say, what is it you need? What can I do for you with my sites, right? That doesn't mean I don't not appreciate the $1, $2. Because honestly, if everybody listening to this show gave a dollar, I would run out of stickers really fast. And I would love that, honestly. I would super duper love that. So make that happen. Patreon.com slash David McCabe. And I want to see you here next week on Reset. Take care. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at McCabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at McCabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.